Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. Today, we are so excited to be diving into V3, the long-awaited V3 Woo-hoo! season. Woo-hoo! We could not be more excited to get started and get talking about probably one of the most controversial games in the series. Um, Just so you guys know how we're going to handle this season, we are going to be splitting our episodes into a half non-spoiler, half spoiler type episodes. So if this is your first time playing through the games, you can listen to these episodes along with us. And then once you finish the entire V3 series, or if you already have finished the entire V3 series, you can listen to the second half of our episodes after our commercial break, where we will be spoiling the entire game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. TLDR, if you haven't played before and this is your first time, listen to the first half, but not the second half. And if you've played the whole game, you can listen to the whole thing. But the second half, we'll we'll do a warning before. We'll be like, spoiler city. We'll make like alarm sounds. Like blaring sounds. <laughs> but without further ado, let's get started. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. And I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One. Two. Welcome to the Dong and Roomba podcast. <laughs> You're on the threshold of an amazing episode showtime hi guys hello welcome back welcome back listeners to the pod it's been a minute we've been taking a little little bit of a nap but we've woken up and now we are ready to continue our podcast with the final game i'm gonna say it final game in the Danganronpa series, as much as we wish there were more, I think this might be it. <laughs> yeah, Most likely. yeah. I can't believe I that we're here. I, I know. Like when we first started this, this felt very far away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we first started this, we were like very in the midst of a pandemic being like crazy, and the world is different now, and it's crazy. It's wild. Anyway. Um, but I mean, that kind of leads me into my first note pretty well, which is just watching the intro of the game got me so emotional because I just kept looking back and being like, wow, we have come so far. We have covered so much material and this series is, oh, it's so great. And I'm, yeah. So the intro cries five Eva. Yeah. I mean, it literally like takes you back game by game and it's just the scenes that they picked to show you to just like flash across the screen are like, they just reminded me of so many of the episodes that we've had and things we've talked about. It's so fun. Shall we dive into it? Let's dive in. Yeah. So the screen in that intro video, it flashes with, it's not over yet. The killing game is not over. It's not over. (laughs) And then we meet ourselves. And for the first time in a main game, we are a female protagonist. Yeah, it's about darn time. It is about time. I don't know about y'all, but I'm very, very excited to finally have a female protagonist. Yes, in a main in a main game, I guess, because we do have Kamaru and Toko. I don't want to like discount them. However, right, this right. is, you know, it's visual novel. We're back to form here. And mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Also, it, this segment is called 
ultimate revival yeah i don't know what that's about it came up a couple of times in the you know the this prologue and i kept every time i was like what is that yeah very interesting that it came up kind of frequently i almost feel like that would be a good title for this episode yeah <laughs> the right revival. it's the revival of the ultra hope girls they definitely meant it as the revival of ultra hope girls when yes yeah absolutely. 100%. yeah mm-hmm. they knew that we yep, were going to yep. be here five years later Correct. after the game came out it yeah came out in 2017 right yes which is the year we graduated from high school <laughs> <laughs> that's too strangely Isn't that close. weird yeah yeah i know i i thought that when i was saying this i was like mm, that's odd anyway um yeah so kaede what are our first thoughts on our pro tag <laughs> oh. maddie do you have thoughts <laughs> i was like reading my <laughs> my first note about kaede is just about the picture of her as a baby <laughs> oh my god with the piano oh my god i was eating dinner while i was watching the the like a replay of this game to like take my notes and everything and i literally was like i started choking on my dinner when that photo came up i forgot that that was a thing (laughs) (laughs) like just how janky she looks wait i need i have a note specifically about this which is that hold on oh god where is it oh yes i said baby kaede is my sleep paralysis demon (laughs) (laughs) she is scary why didn't they just make her look like a baby and not like a weird mini version like the mini american girl dolls you know those no nose with no nose (laughs) i feel like it's like a renesmee from twilight um you know that like horrible cgi baby (laughs) (laughs) with the weird eyes like i know that is so true it's the same energy we'll put a poll out which is worse which is worse (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah yeah, I like okay so here's the thing I the first time I played this I use quotes because during the pandemic Marin played it while I watched her play it and so I've never like played this firsthand and I didn't like her the first time I played this I really thought she was a pain however now replaying this I don't know if I'm just less jaded now I don't know if it's because I am in voiceover and so I voice characters like this sometimes for auditions but I cannot I don't dislike her as much as I used to I actually like her a lot more on this replay I gotta say I haven't played obviously we haven't gotten very far in the game so I won't say much more but based on the prologue I like her more than I remember so yeah I'm happy to hear that Caroline because I remember like hearing you and Marin like hate on Kaede a lot when we were first starting out playing this game and I was like why do you hate her like I don't know like what what is she like what's the issue (laughs) I just like didn't get it um I actually have to say like I I'm kind of in the same boat as you I don't dislike her at all but I do notice some things you know replaying this that I didn't notice as much the first time that were like a little bit like eh, like her excessive like positivity does great on my nerves a little bit 
just because I am the very much the kind of person in life who I'm like when when shit is hitting the fan we should be able to acknowledge it and be like hey shit's hitting the fan stuff isn't good right now rather than just being like no no, no it's fine it's great actually this is a good thing like silver lining blah 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 like I actually get so annoyed at people like that um so <laughs> she does have some aspects of her that are like that which which to me that is a bit a bit irritating but overall I do think she's starting out as a very strong protagonist I like her I think that like I I don't know I could see myself being like friends with her and um also kind of cool that this is our first protag with an actual ultimate talent right that was something I I wanted to talk about because it's like she just fits right in with the other ultimates it's not there's nothing like special you know, like with her really, you know, it's not like, oh, random pick of the lottery or I forgot my talent. Oh, who am I? You know, she's just yeah. like, yeah, I like piano. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she oh, did God. forget her talent originally, but so did everyone else. So uh, right. I concur. Like, it's like, she's not different. She's able to have that ultimate ability. Yeah. Like, that, with the entire class. That is a good segue into I guess just talking about the just this weird first part of the game where it's like everyone's in different clothes you know there's it's like we no one is looks like themselves they refer to themselves as ordinary you know kids and or ordinary students and it is just really bizarre and it's like we're starting off you know I think if I remember correctly you know Danganronpa 1 it was like a huge reveal that their memories were erased and then dr2 they said something about it in like the middle of chapter one you know or something like that and then in um this game it's like they're starting off like very clearly these people do not know what's going on and then it's almost like the re like giving them back their memories maybe is like i don't know some kind of reward like and also now they have the technology to like take that memories away and give them back like it's candy <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> happy halloween happy halloween <laughs> it made me wonder what they were filtering out if you know what i mean in terms right. of they wiped all their memories it seems as they you know not even like I mean, it was even a more extreme like memory wipe than the first two games. It wasn't just, oh, we wiped your memory of the last couple of years. It was, we wiped your memory of who you are and what like your whole, like Kaede steps out of the locker and she's like, I don't even know my own name. So, and then they give back the memories of who they are and their talents and everything, but they still don't remember like, well, I guess some of them talk about remembering getting like kidnapped, but they don't remember like how they were brought to this place or how they ended up in the lockers or like, whatever anything like that so it makes me wonder what selective memories might be getting given back to them but what might still be hidden from them right yeah and why yeah I know and we'll find out more I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this game is how to say this I think there are a lot of aspects in this game that we've seen before in the other games so for example the barbed wire on the windows being similar to the you know like metal plates on the walls or even character wise Mm -hmm. you know we have I feel like we have a Nagito character potentially in 
wait who did I even all of the names have left my brain I... <laughs> <laughs> gotta pull up that chart with all their were names you gonna on say Correcchio I think so because oh. I, I also had that thought but really yes, you got Nagito yes. vibes from Correcchio yes, yes. interesting yeah, like fast forwarding when we meet him. <laughs> He's like, yeah. everything is beautiful. Humanity is beautiful. And it's like right off the bat, it's like, uh, okay, did you miss the part where you're supposed to pretend to be normal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I want to like watch you go outside so that you can get depressed about the fact that we can't leave. Oh, it's true. Like he... literally one of the things he says. And it's yeah, like, he oh, does say like hey. something about like, oh, your your despair might also be beautiful, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. But there's like that aspect. I feel like we see who the antagonist is going to be pretty quickly with all of Kokichi's lines being very aggressive towards. I feel like a pretty sweet character. So we have our Nagito, we have our antagonist, we have our <laughs> locked thing, we have the killing game starting, we have, you know, our pro tag, and we have a potential friend interest with Shuichi. And it's like, to me, it felt like Dong and Rumpo was laying out, okay, these are all of the things that you've seen in the past. And now it's kind of like, okay, so where is it going to go? You know, right. how is this going to be different? They've taken away all of the, you know, surprises that we found in the first two main games. And they've like basically made it now an open playing field for us to not know what comes next. Right. I, yeah, I mean, it's very true. I will also just say though, like, Personally, I had a similar note about like kind of the Nagito antagonist vibes a little bit, but about Rentaro because Rentaro from the start is like, it seems like he knows more than he's letting on. He's like really kind of unfazed by everything. Like he's not freaking out like anyone else is. He's like, I don't know. It was like, I almost got not like personality wise Nagito vibes from him, but like his role in the story, I almost got the vibe that I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be like the antagonistic character that kind of like, we don't know mm -hmm. if we can trust him. What does he know? What is, what are his motives? Like that kind of thing. I actually got those vibes from him. And like, <laughs> and then there's the thing about Keo being like, thinking that like d despair and everything is, is beautiful, even when it's bad. So yeah, I don't know. There's some interesting yeah. folks. So yeah, on Rentaro for a sec, it is interesting because he does say even before they get their, uh, the information back about their talents, he says, if this is what I think it is, which is so like weird, like, d you know, and right. it makes me wonder how this game is connected to games past, you know, and like, yeah, you know, and like what, what we're going to find out about that. I, yeah. 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 I mean, it's possible that maybe like, what what I wonder what was going through on my mind is whether or not Rantaro had some kind of connection to maybe someone, one of the characters from one of the past games or oh. something. Um, I don't know. That, right, like with one of the survivors, yeah. maybe. Or maybe even not one of the survivors, who knows? <laughs> one thing that's really interesting about Rantaro not being the protagonist and us getting to see him as a side character is I feel like in game two, where we play as Hajime, and we're like, I don't know what our talent is. We're like, oh, it's Hajime. Like, you know, what a bro. We're him, you know? Right. And yeah. 
we trust him because we are him for the most right. part, at least. Whereas with Rentaro now, we are not that character. And so seeing someone say, hey, I don't know what my talent is. We're like, whoa, like, can we trust him? Who is he? Like, right. it's a yeah. very interesting counter view of how, you know, we're seeing that type of character play out. Yeah, it's almost sure. like this might be how the other characters felt when Hajime was like, I don't remember my talent, you know, um, <laughs> as really he says, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had a couple notes of Rintaro. I just take, I just took like some notes on like my first impression of each character. And I actually will say that even though I was like suspicious of him, I immediately liked Rintaro. Like I love his aesthetic so much. Like his look, I don't know. I love, love, love his character design. And he's just like, mysterious and like confident and I don't know like I love I loved him as a character but at the same time I was also like is he good or is he bad so yeah and knowing Danganronpa I'm sure the answer is going to be a lot more complicated <laughs> than, exactly than good and yeah. bad. I yeah. feel like it's going to be black or white oh I there's no gray remember <laughs> okay <laughs> Zero 100 on the kids this Zero time. Zero 100 on the kids. JK. <laughs> JK. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Um, so what, what do you, to address the elephant in the room, or should I say the cubs in the room, what <laughs> are our thoughts on the, the whole Exosols thing and like the opening sequence? I was just like, what the hell is going on? This yeah. is so over the top. And there are so many bears. <laughs> so many bears. And they really annoyed me way more on this playthrough than they did in the first one. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of found that I was clicking through their text pretty fast. Like I, yeah. having played the game, I just wasn't quite as enthralled maybe as the first time where like the first time through, I'm like, oh my gosh, like Monokuma had kids. Like, wow, <laughs> that's not something I expected. Um, but this time I kind of felt like I was like, okay, like conversation, conversation. Okay. Now we're back to the main 16. You know yeah. what I mean? And right. so, yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying, Caroline, about, about just feeling at least mediocre about the monarch cubs at this point yeah it's funny in the in the whole introductory section when monokuma comes out for the first time and and like him and the monarch cubs are just talking back to back to back i was like oh my gosh can we please get some sweet release from this stuff that i do not <laughs> care about <laughs> at all and what was i gonna say oh and and then my thought is like you know, they say some lines, like there's this one line. So like one of the Monocubs says before the kids remember their talents where they, one of them says, according to the schedule, the Exosols aren't supposed to show up till later. We should have read the script. And I I'm like, okay, so is Monokuma like getting to the point where he has seen it all or like Junko or whoever's behind this, they've seen it all that they need to like delegate out to other people is that what's going on right you know what I mean and did he, I have no idea it just things like that I was like okay so Monokuma is still in charge like I knew he was coming back obviously because it's Danganronpa baby right but yeah I was like what is going on here that but, scene was a yeah. little much for me as well <laughs> um I <laughs> the banter between Monokuma and the Monokubs I was just like why right like, it's just 
Mm, yeah, it's just that was not my favorite. But I also had a question. Do you guys know? Okay, so the very beginning, like when you're like running away from the exosols, like through the halls of the school, which is actually kind of nerve wracking. Do you know if like oh, do they actually like kill you or whatever if you're if you like don't move or? I think that the <laughs> okay. So I'm laughing because uh, as Caroline mentioned we played this game together and by that I mean she had to watch me drastically fail like a lot (laughs) and in that first scene I was so panicked like my computer keys weren't coordinating with the game keys for some reason my laptop was just like nope like the WASD is not gonna work for you pal so I was freaking out um the entire time um and I kind of remember they can catch you and then they just start you over if I'm not mistaken I, I don't think know that that's right that. I, I can't remember specifically but that does sound right because like if you could die in that that would be really ridiculous and so be really dumb <laughs> I was like I don't think that they'd be out to kill the participants so quickly but I wondered about that I was like what happens if you don't run Hmm. yeah this time I put it on easy difficulty because I'm you know more in it for the logic part of it than the action (laughs) obviously maybe that's not obvious but that's how I like playing the game but I like they don't really chase you in the easy one like I think I made a wrong turn and they were no closer to me than (laughs) they were I was just like gallivanting around the school like find the gym (laughs) that's a that's really funny i am also speaking of the monocubs before we like leave this topic of conversation i will say that their presence is a blessing because whenever they're on screen my favorite song from this game comes on rise and shine or sign oh yeah song in the world and one that inspired our intro song very heavily as you can probably guess yes You're on the threshold of an amazing adventure. (laughs) I actually have one more note about the Exosols too, like the Exosol bear combo. I thought it was incredibly funny that in the first section of the prologue where everyone's dressed in the school uniforms, the first thing they see is the Exosols and they freak out. And then when the bears come in, they're like, okay, like, what's going on? Like, these were really scary machines, you know? Like, can you explain yourselves, random talking bears? When the second time in the prologue, when the characters are dressed more similarly to their ultimate abilities, they see the bears first and they freak out because the bear is the first new, like, um, stimulus, I guess. <laughs> and then the exosols aren't quite as scary. The bears were the scary thing because right. that was the first monster. And I think that that was kind of interesting, their reactions to that. Yeah. The primacy effect. Oh, Maddie, you Maddie. little sneaky psychologist, <laughs> you. Oh. I also had to note just saying I, I did enjoy um, how you could interact with objects in this game and just smack things and get money um and i wish that real life was actually like that like i could just go into work smack a table smack a chair and then have money get thrown at me right (laughs) like like dollar bills right exactly that that would be a slightly different line of work for Mm -hmm. me for the what i currently do it's not impossible (laughs) felt like it was like being on like facebook marketplace because the item would disappear (laughs) so you were actually like physically selling it 
you're like you're selling like, the chance. That's true. That's really true. <laughs> but then you can reset it and have it all come back and smack it all over again. Right. Genius, yeah. honestly. <laughs> the fact that we use Facebook is going to definitely um, alienate our... <laughs> It ages us. Uh, it ages us. <laughs> right. What do the cool kids use these days? TikTok. Oh, gosh. Okay, so TikTok Marketplace. TikTok oh, Marketplace. you know it's coming. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my gosh. God. I do want to say when they say so the part where they get their memories back and kind of remember who they are, I really love the like, you know, that that transformation Kaede goes through with like that where she like her outfit comes off and then the new outfit comes on is very like magical girl anime trope. It's like very <laughs> Sailor Moon-esque. It's like they're donning their powers, like, you know, yeah. over their yeah. everyday outfit. And yeah. I really like that. I will say I like cheered when Monadam finally spoke two words and I was like, Jason! Yeah, I know. He Jason Derulo. A total of two words in this entire I know, drama. I know. But for anyone, any listeners who are not aware, Jason Wishnov, the voice of Byakuya Togami, who we have interviewed on this podcast, is the voice of Monadam, the robot. So for anyone who doesn't know that, now you do. Yeah, this is the Monodim fan account this, now. This is a Monodim fan right, club. Right, we we are the Monodim fan club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick breaky break. But before we do, we just want to tell you about our Patreon. The lowest tier is just $2 a month and you get access to a bunch of cool bonus episodes as well as other perks like a Discord and also book club and movie nights with Marin. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, guys. We're also on facebook on twitter on instagram we're ultra hope girls podcast everywhere and you feel free to reach out to us there ask us questions we love hearing from you guys all right we'll see you right after the break When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so whenever we get our memory back, we wake back up in the locker and basically repeat the same dialogue that we just said, which is super like interesting. Like almost word for word. Right. And it's like, you know, clearly the personality on the inside is pretty much the same from the Kaede we saw before, kind of. Right. And it yeah and then shuich comes out of the locker shuich i'm so glad we can say shuich now yeah i've been waiting for this day i actually have a note which says if i have to hear one more character say they're just a normal high school girl i might scream (laughs) i know they do say that a lot in this first part of this thing they're like we're just ordinary kids and i'm like oh (laughs) my god I thought we had left Kamaru in the past. Right. I just, I thought we were done with that, but I guess not. And here is where the Kaede hate comes out. <laughs> this is uh, what Maddie was mentioning before. <laughs> right, Mine right, does not right. like Kaede. Kaede. I 
I feel I don't hate Kaede. I am going to hold off on some of my opinions until, you know, the later chapters just to share with everyone because I don't want any of my thoughts to even remotely come off as spoilers uh, for her for later in the game. But I... I just feel like they could have done a lot more with her character and it, maybe it was just a bad first taste with her like when she wasn't in her piano outfit it felt like she was Kamaru in a way and it was like as someone who is excited to have a female protagonist I wanted someone different there are a lot of different women in the world i don't know if uh they know that <laughs> but there you are? know i yeah i know it's wow. shocking it's <laughs> shocking yeah <laughs> but i just wanted someone who felt different than yeah. kamaru you know yeah, like toko and kamaru are so different as protagonists right and there are more than two types of women I, i'm here to shock everyone today wow. <laughs> actually there's but, only yeah. three types of women and it's maddie marin and caroline yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. just I'm kidding maddie. i will say though in danganronpa's defense it is kind of a trend with them now this is kind of number three of having the protagonist be intentionally kind of boring if that makes sense like i mean makoto in the first game is literally like just some guy and yeah and then um (laughs) he becomes much more later on but then like hajime is in a lot of ways very similar to makoto right and then yeah i don't know i feel like in some ways that is kind of intentional right the protagonist is supposed to be like purposefully basic because we are the protagonist. So if it's Anyone a character that has any sort yeah. of division, it's going to be harder yeah. for it to be a first person game. That is very true. I think that's super fair. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm judging a little harshly then. Um yeah, I'm but, but so I hear you, curious though. on this replay to see if I like her more than I did the first time like exactly I'm totally in the same same boat with you Caroline where I'm like I'm ready to reevaluate my past biases like I definitely like her a lot more than Kamaru already I gotta say yeah yeah Yeah. I I like I agree oh gosh I was like I think I needed to like know Kamaru and then I could really embrace how lucky we are to have Kaede (laughs) yeah there's just Um, okay here's my only kaede hate for this episode actually i guess i already had a little bit so this is my second kaede hate and then 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 i'm done probably um she has this line that's like no one calls me the ultimate pianist most people just call me piano freak i I (laughs) oh my god it was like such a like i i saw this description called like a pick me kind of person oh yeah that was the vibe I got where it's like everyone calls me piano freak and bullying is not okay that's not okay but it was just like (laughs) you don't know this guy like at all and this is what you're (laughs) leading with like I don't know I just felt like it's weird speaking of this guy that you just mentioned that Kaede is speaking to Shuichi what are our first impressions of Shuichi I um I personally really liked him. This is also, I I think it's also interesting that this is, other than the ultimate lucky student, which it's implied that every year at Hope Speak Academy, there was one. So there would be repeats. This is the first talent repeat of the whole series. This is the first um, repeated ultimate detective, which made me worry that like, 
that meant Kyoko had died or something, but she oh, died yeah. at the end of the anime and then like theoretically came back to life. But then I was like, oh, does this mean that like Kyoko somewhere maybe is no longer considered the ultimate detective? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Or I mean, this could be really, really far in the future because um, one thing that made me think that it might be like further in the future than closer to the other games is the way they describe the ultimate initiative yes yes because it sounds like it this has expanded way beyond just hope's peak academy as this one school it it sounds like this is now some like almost international business kind of thing where they have these like the ultimate academy for gifted juveniles that's like from that that it's grown so much and i don't know maybe it's just farther much farther in the future So I have a note about this and I really wanted to talk about the Ultimate Academy for Gifted Juveniles because it's almost implied that now governments are involved with scouting Ultimates, which makes me have more questions like, okay, so is this something that the government feels they need to control or, you know, regulate, so to speak, or, and the way that they're talked about is almost as if the Ultimates are superior citizens, Right. And this was something we were sort of seeing in the DR3 anime with the reserve course and the regular course and all of that stuff. So this is another theme that's coming back is the superiority of the ultimates, which this goes back to Shuichi of my first impressions of him. It's really interesting because it seems like the standards of what makes you an ultimate have changed because he like stumbled across this. He hasn't like worked hard for it like someone like Kaede has and so it's just interesting like how do they deem what deserves an ultimate ability do they want natural talent only or will they accept someone who has worked hard for what they're good at you know so I'll just like finish up my Shuichi thoughts because you know so that Marin can then share her thoughts on everything that I have just said but um it's funny with him i feel like the outfit does not match the personality like he has like this edgelord outfit he has this like shady baseball cap but then his personality is like oh but um oh katie do you think that's a good idea oh I'll i love shuichi he's so cute um anyway but I yeah this is kind of funny he's an I anxious have... bean yeah he is he is an anxious lad <laughs> Um, I have two thoughts about this. The first is regarding the situation as a whole and ultimate talents and that kind of stuff. I almost wonder, kind of going off what you were saying, Caroline, if this is how they pick the ultimates is like, this is almost like a ceremony to pick them as ultimates in this maybe future, maybe relatively near after, just because in that first part of the prologue, Kaede says, I have skills, but I wouldn't necessarily call them ultimate talents. And it takes the Monica uh, Cubs saying, like, look, you are the ultimate, like, like, remind yourself of all the work you put into this. Here's your outfit, you know, that that shows off your ultimate talent for them to really embody that and for her to be like, yeah, I am the ultimate at this. Like, I do deserve that title kind of vibe. Um, And so, oh, I feel like that could maybe be it is maybe we're seeing like the inner workings of how they're picking ultimates. Mm, Um, Yeah, that's like maybe the other kids went through this. Like, you know, I I mean, not obviously we've seen them go through a killing game, but more like the ceremonial aspect of like maybe Byakuya Tagami at some point was sat down and said, hey, like, we know you have skills in this regard. 
you are the ultimate. And that's when he started embodying that. The ultimate identity. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And then for Shuichi, I like Shuichi. Uh, My only comment that I have on him at the current moment is that I feel like he's bald. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that's what the hat's hiding? Do you remember that, Caroline? You were like, when we were first playing it, Caroline was like, oh, like, you know, he's mysterious. He's got the hat on. I was like, and it's that he's bald. (laughs) He's like our receding Caroline at 16. I was also going to make a note about the in terms of their like the ultimates that we're having in this game why do I feel like maybe this is just me but it seems like everyone not everyone like Kaede like ultimate pianist like she is implied to be very talented like and that's like a very real talent that a lot of people have whatever but like it seems like a lot of the other ultimates in this game almost have like crappy talents and it's almost like wait how are you the ultimate at this thing because like Shuichi like Caroline said literally stumbled into it like accidentally solved like one case and it's like oh you're the ultimate detective now like wait what and then like Tenko with her Neo Aikido who that that she basically just made up herself and then Himiko like the first conversation you have with her, Kaede is all excited. Oh, a magician. Like, what can you do? And Himiko describes like the most basic tricks, like card right. tricks and the rabbit in the hat. And Kaede is like, that's all like really like basic. basic. And so I'm like, part of me is like, are these like actual like ultimate talents or are they kind of just being like, it almost just seems like we're not supposed to take these ultimates as seriously as some ultimates in the past or even maybe this killing game as seriously as other ones in the past because of I mean if you think about the way that the Monocubs and Monokuma are interacting as well it's like I don't know it's just harder to take it all seriously. I'll throw in a potential if it is let's say going back to what I was talking about like a corporation or whoever picks the ultimates saying like hey you have the potential to be the ultimate maybe this killing game in a very disturbing way is how they want these people to prove themselves Mm. like shuichi stumbled his way into solving a case now he's in a killing game he can prove himself you know what i mean as an ultimate detective or you know himiko the ultimate magician she could totally prove her talents in this scenario in this environment i mean i'm not encouraging it (laughs) maybe that's just how they've decided to do things now is say here's someone who's a little like i don't know like creative at how they live their life um or you know use their talents but here's a very stressful environment where you can prove why it matters Hmm. that's interesting would use her piano skills to (laughs) murder to play piano really fast and kill someone by bombarding them with the sound waves (laughs) (laughs) she would just play that really low note that makes you want to (laughs) poop the poop no oh but yeah no that's that's an interesting thought too because yeah you know Hmm. they could use their talents to assist them in murder or to assist them in solving the murders or who knows i have a note about tanko too oh okay yeah 
Love this gal. What an icon. She has a line that says, uh, don't you know that you can unlock your brain's full potential by yelling to build up spirit energy? And that is actually true. Um, I took a self-defense class and they talked about it. And so I thought I'd share that here. But in martial arts, it's called a kiop or in uh, Japanese, it's a kiai. And it's um, basically like when you yell out while you're doing some sort of exercise or some sort of motion. Um, And a 2009 study from Iowa State University measured hand grip strength when people were yelling out versus when they weren't. And their strength increased by about 7% when they were yelling out. So actually channeling that kind of like inner or I guess outer sound can increase your inner strength and really like get you involved in the activity, which I think is really cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Should Mm -hmm. we go through the characters and chat about them i I think think it might be time i think we should do first impressions of each character i know we've touched on kaede and shuichi but i have like a little list of my kind of first impressions and first thoughts um in the order in which we meet them if you want to do it yeah so we the first person we meet is samugi if you choose to stop and say hello you have to meet her um and yeah she's very plain kind of a weird personality she's but it it matches with the ultimate cosplayer I think just because like does. people who are really into you know fiction and stuff and who are dedicated to their fandoms like myself are incredibly socially awkward and I am that so I understand um and I also though the interaction with Kaede calling Samugi sexy is very interesting yes yes so I actually I actually do headcanon Kaede as a lesbian personally oh interesting um, because of this interaction with Samugi and later on um with Tenko she Kaede calls Tenko cute like multiple times and I just like I'm like I think that I think this gal's into gals, personally. But yeah, that's, I, I think, I, or at least bi, maybe bi, but. Yeah, she's a woman-loving woman in yeah, some form, I, I think, think too. So. I think the text supports the, um, yeah. and more on that in uh, Patreon episodes coming up. Yeah, I like uh, Samugi. I feel like the first time I played through, I was a little middle of the road for her. Um, I think maybe because she just kind of, I mean, she's got a cool talent and, you know, she's a cool aesthetic, but she's a little bit awkward. And so she didn't really stick out to me that much first time through, but this second time through, like the first thing she says, I mean, she's like getting poked in the face and she's like, I don't owe you a conversation, you know, like she's kind of like, and I love that. Like, I mean, do I think that she should probably say hi to people if she's just been, you know, like kidnapped and needs to get out? that might help her get out but she doesn't owe anyone anything and I like I really liked that first conversation with her I honestly thought that was also like kind of a power move just to be like I was ignoring you because I hope you'd go away I didn't want to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) I was like same dude honestly like been there (laughs) next person we meet is uh is it oh gosh was it Himiko or Rintaro that we meet next it depends on what because I kind of I wanted to experience experiment this time if you like could meet other people before and you can so Rintaro is the first the next person you'll run into Mm -hmm. in the the scheme of things but you don't have to meet him you can like go past him yeah but Rintaro 
we don't know his talent we kind of already talked about him a little bit like yeah. with everything but yeah i just is he telling the truth i like his character design i agree with maddie um my guess is he's the ultimate like pirate he looks like a pirate <laughs> <laughs> i love that um i think he's the ultimate alt kid <laughs> e-boy e-boy <laughs> i thought that was supposed to be shuichi oh wait oh, you're right. true. Oh, he's the second ultimate e-boy this is just a whole game of e-boys <laughs> it really is <laughs> it is because we got kibo and uh kokichi too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true uh the next person i saw was tanko okay tanko also the face she makes oh my gosh the that, that is so funny and also i love the gay panic <laughs> on her face when kaede calls her cute she's like what yeah <laughs> i'm exactly. cute i mean like it's so she is oh she's such a kid in high school who is trying so hard to be straight but is so gay and it's oh, so yeah. adorable um yeah. <laughs> and also shout out to my gal julie i love you lady yeah. and she voices tanko and i just think she does a killer job yeah 100%. we get to hear degenerate males for the first time degenerate oh, yeah. males truly a privilege for us right in our ears. Yep. i i love i love that line i said that yeah. in episode one of our podcast and so for those of you that's an easter egg for you oh yeah so cute and then we have himiko yeah do we think she's uh the ultimate mage or the ultimate magician you know remains to be seen honestly she kind of has samugi vibes sort of too where she's just like like I just want to take a nap. She's so like, <laughs> like I don't even know. I just love Hamiko. She cracks me up, and I love her voice acting. Yeah, Caroline does a killer Himiko impression, like ten out of ten <laughs> Himiko. Thank you. I'm honored. I remember we played the uh, Danganronpa Werewolf, and you were Himiko. Do you remember that? And it I was do. like unreal. <laughs> so good. And I do remember Jason being like, wow, that was really good. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I think that she's the ultimate mage, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. because I think that she, that is just the ultimate magic move is to make all of your magic seem fake. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's almost meta mm-hmm. in that way where it's like, she's playing against herself almost that's it that's interesting i like that though i i agree um, i think she's got i think she's she's the real deal i apologize but i did not like himiko <laughs> upon first impression i just thought she was kind of annoying and like just really like immature i don't know i just like i didn't love her what <laughs> Um, I only have one more note on Himiko, which is just that she is our first character in this entire series to be given an ultimate talent and decline it. Say, <laughs> no, that's actually wrong. She's well, like, I, I mean, I will say, Teru Teru always insisted on being called the ultimate chef, even though his designation wait, was the ultimate that's cook. That's a good point. You're so right. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, yes, do I wish it was Himiko? Absolutely. But however, it's... Uh, Himiko is greater than Terra Terra. It's true. It's true. I like Himiko that. 
way better than I like Terra Terra right, right. at all. Yeah. Um, the next person I have on my list is Mew. Yep, same. Which uh, she is really something else. <laughs> I our, it's interesting because our resident perv in this game is now female. In the first two games, our pro tags were both male and our resident pervs were both male. Um, and now in this game, our pro tag is female and our resident perv is female. Because <laughs> Mew just perv in game one. Hifumi. I, mean, I considered it Hifumi. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But I will also say, to be fair, Toko had her moments too when she That's said true. Really, really like crude things that were not called for. But like Mew is takes it to another level. <laughs> oh my god, she is nuts and i love her for it i know i love her <laughs> i love her i think she's so ridiculous and i i literally like her i like that her first instinct in this situation is just to do drugs i know like, she's like well guess i don't have anything else to lose she's like i need to trip my balls off right now right <laughs> i love that she goes to the storage room trying to find it which is actually pretty genius (laughs) yeah i I don't know yeah and then when kaede responds with like the what you can't use drugs to get high (laughs) oh my god and i was like like, kaede is so like oh she's (laughs) the goody two shoes she's funny All right, everybody, we are going to wrap up for today. We talked for so long about this amazing game that we are going to have to split it into two. You know us. We tend to go on on tangents and we just can't stop. So you're going to have to hang with us another week to find out our spoiler-filled thoughts on this game. Uh, But we're so excited that you came, so excited that you're here to listen. Uh, We cannot believe that we are in this final game of Danganronpa and... We are so excited for what the rest of this season has in store. But make sure you follow us on Twitter, on TikTok. We are uh, at ultra underscore podcast and on on Twitter, on Twitter. That's what we are on Twitter. And then we are Ultra Hope Girls podcast on TikTok. Uh, become a patron. Lowest amount is $2 a month. Um, but if you do $5 a month, you get to pretty much hang out with us Ultra Hope Girls um, all the time. And, and that's that's a pretty cool, cool thing to do. Um, but that's all for today. Uh, and we cannot wait to see you soon. Bye. Bye. It's a lie. Farewell. So long. Farewell. So long. Farewell.